1: Thank you for all the texts. Keep them coming. 402-464-5685 on the Sauter Heyman text line. We are joined now by Husband Lions' Robin Washit. Robin, good morning. Nebraska basketball's next game will be an actual game that counts, but they did play on Sunday. You were in attendance out in Boulder for Nebraska's 72-61 loss to Colorado. The good news is it doesn't count, Robin, on Nebraska's record, but... Uh, compared to last year, Nebraska took care of that game. Again, it didn't matter for the season in general. But as you as you watch these first two exhibition games, there's some problems that are remaining from last year to this year, and the team is still not shooting the three point ball very well. I mean, what, what what was kind of your biggest concern coming away from the loss on Sunday in Boulder, Robin?
0: Um, yeah, I'd probably say that some of the same issues uh, you even saw in the first game against a much lower level of competition carried over um, to where uh, they were getting open shots and the players that you would expect to be their better shooters um, continue to struggle um, just that the perimeter shooting in general, I mean, you know, that's back-to-back games where you're hovering right around 25%. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not going to cut it, especially for a team that, you know, kind of is dealing with um, just some of the offensive Questions that they have right now. Um, When when you get open looks, you got to make a much higher clip than that. And so I guess the one thing to keep in mind, and Fred continued to stress this um, after the game, is um, they they've been about as bare bones as you could think, um, just with their offensive scheme. Um, I think they ran two offensive sets against Shadron State. I think they had three against Colorado. So they've been intentionally as basic as possible um as to try to not show anything um especially in that Colorado game that you know was was televised and what in our streamed whatever um just to kind of keep all the changes they've made this off season under wraps until the games actually count. So um I I still kinda take that offensive performance and the past two performances with a bit of a grain of salt um just knowing that. But uh, again, it doesn't matter what sets you're drawing up. When a guy's got an open look and he's missing it, that, that carries over no matter what. So um, uh, That was a big question all off-season. probably the biggest question. It could, remains to be uh, maybe the biggest concern going into the regular season um, and maybe by opening up the playbook a little bit that'll spark some, some more life into that offense, but uh, this team's got to figure out a way to score because uh, if they continue to play offense the way that they have been they're going to be uh, in for a long season, given the the quality of their schedule this
2: year. Joined by Robin Watch of HuskerOnline.com. com. Rob, you went out again. Jake mentioned it. You went out to Boulder to cover this. I'm going to zoom out a little bit. How was the crowd? Uh, was it game like? It looks like, sounds like it was game like. That's got to all help Nebraska, right? You go out, play a decent Pac twelve team in an, in a an envi- What was the environment like, Rob?
0: Um, I mean, it was, I guess you would call it game-like. Um, it was pretty low-key.
2: Was it? Um, was it?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still Pac-12, so uh, the attendance was what it was. Uh, it certainly was not full. And that's a much smaller arena mm-hmm. than uh, Pinnacle Bank. So, you know, it, it, it was, uh, but there were fans in the stands. And that was the first time um, that this group has gone on the road uh, in front of a crowd that wasn't cheering for them. And I think that there's a ton of value there. Uh, You know, you go back to a year ago, you know, on Friday before they left to Colorado, I asked Fred, I said, um, you know, did you learn, or yeah, did you learn any lessons from how well that exhibition against Colorado here in Lincoln went compared to how poorly the rest of the season went? He said, yeah, in some respects, I kind of wish that we would have lost that game and got whipped uh, just to have our team face some early adversity right. and deal with all those things before you know uh it actually started having some consequence to our season so they got that this time around um you know they were down 10 nothing out of the gates down by 17 uh, early in the seventh, uh, second half and you know they, they were they were faced for some real adversity and you know yeah they lost the game but they were able to come back and get back within five uh they were within seven uh late in the Late in the game, with about three minutes left, so you know they they didn't quit. Uh, you know they continued to fight, and yes, they have uh, stuff that they still need to figure out on offense. But um, they they got a taste of uh, what life is going to be like when they go on the road in conference play, when they go to St. John's, and they, when they go to Creighton, and when they're down in Orlando, and, and all these situations they're going to be put in. Um, they they got a pretty good understanding of of what what's ahead when the season now gets for real. So I think there's a lot of value to that, that uh, last year they didn't get until it was too late and they were, uh, you know, losing games that actually counted.
2: Joined by my friendly colleague, Robin Washit, Robin, you, okay, we do this a lot. We, we identify on Nebraska's teams, especially football, men's basketball, reasons why it's not going to work. Tell me how it's going to work. Why can it work for Nebraska this season, why can't it perhaps work to a level where they can win 10 games in the Big Ten? Go 10 and 10. 10 and 10.
0: 10 and 10, the Big Ten. That's oh okay. Uh, <laughs> How can they get there? Need to be a lot of things that go right yeah. for that to happen. How
2: can they get there? How can they get there?
0: Uh, well, uh, they got to shoot. Um, first and foremost, uh, you need CJ Wiltshire, Wilhelm Breidenbach in particular. I'm going to point to those two um obviously there's there's other guys like Casey Tomanag and all that, but for Nebraska to be at its full potential, they need wilhelm and c j to be to take significant jumps forward um you know for the roles that they're playing uh, and you know the the importance of of what they bring to the table uh especially offensively, they have to be good um if Wilhelm Breidenbach is good, he changes everything for nebraska's offense. C.J. Wiltshire is one of the, you know, maybe outside of Tominaga, the one, you know, go-to three-point shooter they have on this team. And then for a team that's struggling shooting, he's got to be one of the guys that steps up. So um, I'm going to put those two guys right at the top of the list. Um, they need Sam Griesel to stay healthy because uh, right now their point guard depth is uh, a real question. Um, you know, it, uh, I would say just overall they they got to find a way to be, more consistent offensively mm-hmm. uh, to where not, not they're not just making shots from the perimeter, but um, the movement with and without the ball um, is at a really crisp level. And then they got to continue to defend at a high level. They got to rebound at a high level. So if all of those things come together, um, which I'm not as worried as with the, the effort uh the, the, the defense and the rebounding, but if the offense can come together along with those elements, I think they're going to have a chance. Um, but Ten wins in the Big Ten—that's for me. That's asking a lot.
1: That's a big ask, there, joined by Robin Washington Husker Online. Robin, there is there is a notable absence on Sunday in Boulder. Derek Walker did not play. Fred Horberg is described as a health care issue. Not exactly sure what that means. The question I would ask, Robin, is he going to play against Maine? Is he going to be on this team
0: going forward? Right now, um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, like, like I said, he was there. Um, he didn't look hurt. He didn't look sick. Uh, he was cheering his teammates on on the bench. Uh, they're just kind of the, I guess, um, oddness of how it was described with a health care reason. I I don't know what that means either. Uh, you know, I I asked Fred a couple of different times for a little bit more uh, explanation, and he politely declines. Uh, I'm just saying that Derek will uh, you know expand on that when he's ready. So. I don't know what's going on. Um, I know that uh, it certainly came as a surprise because on Friday, uh, Fred said that everybody besides uh, one of their walk-ons, Henry Burt, fully practiced. Um, and so he made it clear that they they were at full strength uh, with their scholarship guys um, on, as a Friday. And then on Sunday, their starting center and maybe top team leaders is unavailable for the foreseeable future. So um, right now, uh, I guess I'm not expecting Derek to be back uh, by Maine, um, but again, there's just so much uh, uncertainty with what is actually going on that it, it's hard for me to say that uh, as 100%.
2: Peculiar. Peculiar Very. is a word to describe that situation. Without yeah. Derek Walker, you thrust Blaze Keita into the starting lineup.
0: Yeah, and he played okay, I guess, uh, but the real surprise was Oleg Koyonev. Okay. Uh, stepping in there and playing 15 minutes. Uh, he had six points, was two or three from the field, uh, three rebounds, uh, blocked shot, uh, and just kind of was, was really active in the low post. And that's a Colorado front court that is good. Uh, they're big yeah. and they're long. Okay. And they're every bit as, uh, from a size and athleticism perspective, uh, every bit as big as what they're going to see in the Big Ten, maybe outside of uh, Purdue, which is the exception to everybody. But uh, So for Oleg to, to play like that, I mean, that's certainly encouraging. Maybe one of the most surprising positives of that entire game. And so um, that's the one good thing about this team is they actually have some post-depth to where if Derek has to miss any time, you know, you're not sitting there putting like a, a Latin a in at the five. Like you, you actually have uh, some, some depth there with some, some size and options to work with at that position, especially if you can get quality minutes, out of a guy like Ola Koyunet, uh, that's, that's going to be a real asset, especially if Derek, uh, his absence continues any longer.
1: Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week.
0: Sounds good. Guess. See you Husker
1: Online's Robin Washett. For what it's worth, Sip, Yes, received a text yesterday with some screenshots from an article by The Athletic. Okay. This might intrigue you and the listeners. Okay. might wouldn't surprise anybody here, I would say that. The article was titled, from from the athletic again, college basketball expert predictions. First coaching change. Okay. There were fifteen votes here. Okay. Five of the votes.
2: Who's who's voting? These are athletic? college basketball experts okay. from the athletic. Okay.
1: Five of the fifteen, which is the number most the most for anybody, said that Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska be the first coaching change of the twenty twenty two. 23 seasons. Well,
2: I will say this about this conversation that we just had, that it's a theme of, you know, it's on my mind a lot. Listen to how both of you, you and Robin, dismissed the notion of in year four of Fred Hoiberg, the team winning half of its Big Ten game. We snickered. We laughed. That's, okay, now you know what that is? That's called a reaction to pervasive losing.
1: It is. You're that right.
2: It is. That's it that's why I worry about it Nebraska. That 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 very reaction to me suggesting that maybe they could win ten games, go ten and ten in the Big Ten, and and Robin and you reacting like uh sip, that seems like an awful high man. mountain to climb. What? That's not an awful high it shouldn't be in year four. Why is that an why is that a high mountain to climb in year four?
1: It shouldn't be. It's just again, we we have just been brought down to the depths of hell with this program.
2: <laughs> but but you see where I'm going? Yeah, with I, this?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, th- th- he should be number one in terms of yeah, who she he should fired be first if yeah. it doesn't work out. Especially right. because of
2: that 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 mindset becoming so pervasive in this market. Like you're, sip, why would you suggest that they could win ten games? You're you're crazy. And and you know what's worse is the people who criticize you for saying that. Oh, God, quit being so hard on Fred. Sipple, you're so hard on, yeah, you're asking him to go 10 and 10? Yeah. You weren't that hard on Frost. You know, you hear that kind of crap. I mean, come on. They defend. They defend
1: it. Guys, Fred Hoiberg does not need defend. He understands his record. He's he's nine and fifty in conference. Right. Playing. Yeah. Fred doesn't been, need you defending nine. him.
2: He doesn't need me defending him. He doesn't need he that.
1: Understands that he's on a hot seat. He's got a nine and fifty in conference games. Right.
2: But the bigger concern, the broader concern I have is that that the, the attitude
1: is amazing. That
2: we think like that. This is year four, Jake. It's not year two. It's year four. Here's a
1: couple, before we get to the game, here, here's a couple in-depth comments about that from these experts on college basketball. A guy named Brendan Quinn says this. Brendan Quinn. This is why he picked Nebraska with Hoiberg to be the first fired this year. It already happened once this year in Lincoln. Why not twice? Not only is Nebraska set to finish 13th or 14th in the Big Ten, but prior to Christmas, the schedule offers likely losses to St. John's, and then two or three potential losses at the ESPN Events Invitational, and then road games at Creighton, in Indiana, then a the likely home loss to Purdue, then a game at Kansas State. Not good. That's it trouble. Could, it could be a Mark Turgeon-esque scene at Nebraska. Yeah, that's trouble. I'd take Mark Turgeon here, though. I've told you that before. I would I take know. Mark Turgeon. Yeah. Here.
2: And meanwhile, Creighton's a
1: yeah, they're a juggernaut.
2: Top ten juggernaut.
1: Team. Baylor Shireman would be just fine there. Uh, Kyle Tucker says. Fred Hoiberg's secret sauce in Iowa State was before the trans. Was, sorry, was being the transfer king, before everyone in America could, could easily build its roster that way. I'm not sure he ever wanted to be back coaching college basketball, and it kind of looks like that.
2: I wonder what the deal is with Derek Walker. By the way, that's a hard one to figure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's I mean, That that's maybe your most important guy of the team, arguably. And if he can't play, I mean, or he's not going to play, we don't know. What is that sound? It's, they're doing the parking lot still. Whoa. Yeah, it sounds like there's a earthquake. hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah, hurricane, earthquake. <laughs> hurricane. Hurricane. <laughs> Always do that. You always <laughs> combine words. What was your other one? That's a great <laughs> word. I have coined that. That's Did, my word. Yeah, that's a great word. That is my word. Hurricane isn't that bad. Hurricane's pretty good. That'd be terrifying though. A hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> An yeah. That like,
2: hey, that sounds like the title to a, like a, a
1: movie. Hurricane. Something. A terrible sci-fi movie. Yeah. No, I don't want to be the terrible sci-fi. I want to be a good movie. That might be a good one. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464 a four, chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. You are 1-0 and on oh the week.
2: 1-0, and oh, and I think I'm 28-13. and 13. Does that yeah, sound right? Doing well.
1: Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to do a topic in the Big Ten that does not score points, but they are important to the team. That's Big Ten punters. Oh, God. I did kickers recently. What teams do these guys punt for? You've got 14 options, yeah. probably 13. I'm not that gonna helps. give you Nebraska. I'm not gonna give helps. you Brian Bushini. I would have got gotten that options. one. Options, Big Ten punters: 464-5685. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, simple!" <clears throat> no, sorry, I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. You know what? This is a good time to call because the room is shaky. I'm sure Sip might be distracted by that. It's I'm loud. In. It's loud with the with the parking lot construction. It's shaking in here. There's a good chance you might be distracted. You were distracted earlier by Maxin on this show. <laughs> We should, you know what would
2: be fun? If we both commit to watching both match no. and games in their entirety.
1: I'm not doing that.
2: Eight hours of football. No, no I'm not going
1: to do that. Okay, if you can hear us, you're on the game show. Who do we have here?
2: Uh, we have nobody
1: on the line. They got scared of Big Again, the topic is Big Ten punters. We need a phone call. We need a caller. We need a contestant. Don't be scared.
2: Uh, I'm a little concerned about the building yeah. at this
1: point. <laughs> If you're watching YouTube and the building just collapses while we're on the air, just
2: Yeah, I mean rush to the scene because yeah, we could be buried. Come, in, come help us if that's the case. <laughs> right. Don't be scared. Yeah, be a be a first responder if this, you don't mind. This is
1: a chance for you on the stream. We're behind usually to to call it four six yeah. four five six. We have 6, plenty 5. of
2: viewership today. We're oh, yeah, viewers
1: We had people texting, people a lot of people watching on YouTube. I see you guys. I see you. There's 13 options. There's 13 teams to choose from on Big Ten punters. I'm not giving Nebraska. You're not getting... Maybe the phone lines are rocked
2: by the... Could be. Maybe they got... Oh, no. Here yeah, they here.
1: come. All right. We have a contestant. If you can hear me, you're on the game show. Who do we have here?
0: Yeah, I can hear you, Chuck. It's Craig.
1: Craig? Thank yep. you, Craig. I appreciate you calling in and helping yep. us out Thank today. You. Thank yep. you. All right, Craig. Let's get started. First question goes to you in Big Ten. 10 punters what team in the big 10 does adam corsak punt for rutgers
0: Boy, that's
2: right, the that rutgers was, punter a quick answer yeah he's he popped i think he popped a 77 yarder on saturday is that right craig i don't know yeah against minnesota he popped a 77 yarder jake
1: that is impressive it's yeah. more impressive how fast he got that Yeah, answer. that was good all right sip down one zip first question uh, what Big Ten team does James Evans punt for? James Evans,
2: Minnesota. It's loud in here. It is. I
1: wonder, can anybody hear that through the? You probably can't hear it through the microphone, but it is—it is like resoundingly loud in here with the parking lot This is weird. Yeah, this is odd. Uh, do you want? Uh, do you want that one or not, Craig? James uh, Evans. No,
0: I think I'm going to have to pass on that one.
1: You saw him punt Lincoln. That's Indiana. Oh, the Hoosiers. He's a Hoosier. This is for the win, Craig. God. Up 1 0. God. What Big Ten team does Brad Robbins punt for?
0: Brad Robbins? Really?
1: Huh. Yep, he's a Big don't Ten punt. Not that one either. Brad Robbins. Brad. This is for yeah, Craig. you got. This is you for yeah, you gotta take a you guess. Yeah, take a guess. I mean, it's a Big Ten team. You know that. Well, let's just say Minnesota. Who knows? It is not the Gophers. Team. 0 for two on Minnesota. Guessing for punters. Except you want to guess that one, Brad Robbins? What school? Yeah, I'm gonna take a guess. The, you lose the game if he misses. But you got a chance to win. Michigan. After. Oh, here we go. All right, got the steal. One-one tie. This is for the outright win. If he misses, Brad or Craig can steal. And went out right himself. Sit for the win. What Big Ten team does Jack Ansel punt for? Oh,
2: oh, Ansel and Gretel. <laughs> come on,
1: come on. Uh, Jack Ansel, Big oh, Ten. Oh, we've
2: team. seen him. I know that name. Purdue.
1: Ooh. We have heard the ship horn so many times recently. Play People him. are getting scared.
2: Play them loud. There you go. There you go. There's just better. It's coming close. Yeah. Here it comes. I feel. I yeah. can it hear comes. the So ship horn. Here it comes. The it's,
1: vibration has hit us here. It's like we live on the bay. <laughs> just they yeah, were. This, yeah, They're there's just the parked. ship.
2: Horn, yeah. They just parked yeah. on the
1: parking yeah.
2: lot. Uh, we got to unload that ship.
1: Craig, thanks for calling. it. good to bag on a coffee, but calling down the road. Good game, sir. Thank you, Appreciate Craig. you, Craig.
2: Okay, I think that's 30 and 13. Tiebreaker. Okay.
1: Tory Taylor of Iowa has the most punts in the Big Ten at 47 punts this season. Michigan's Brad Robbins has the least in the conference. How many times has he punted? 47 is the most for Tory Taylor of Iowa. 12. 19. Okay. Guess you second least. Second least? Wait, what school? What school?
2: The Ohio State Wrong um, Okay They're third least Who's second least This might surprise you Minnesota That's correct Minnesota Well we just established They had a 19 play drive <laughs> That yards. chewed up 10 minutes of clock
1: That is just demoralizing Oh it That is. is so demoralizing yeah, just Think if you're the opposing There's probably a third downs in there Just keep converting
2: Yeah think about the opposing quarterback Just standing on the sideline Are you ever going to play 10 minutes 24 seconds
1: good News is your offense should be rested.
2: No, you know what the good news is? I won again. That's 2 0 this week.
1: Can't be stopped. He's on the heater. Not distracted by no. the construction, the noises, the rattling.
2: Obnoxious as ever. Yeah. I'm not a good winner.
1: He's cocky. Well, oh, I'm not a good winner. He's cocky. Don't handle it well. The spillover is next on Early Break on the Ticket.